and welcome back in again to episode, I believe, six or seven? Are we at six or seven already? I don't know what it is. Episode six or seven of Around the Boards, the podcast. I am your host, Nick Schmidt, alongside me, Buddy Peck. How are we doing today, buddy? We are doing well. We are in the middle of Montreal and Tampa. Yep, so far it has been a decent game. Uh, we are recording while watching it in my living room, so if the audio sounds a little bit different, that's your reasoning. Buddy, too lazy to get up and go to the studio. Whoa, 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 me? Yes. All right. Uh, said we should have done it during the uh, intermission, at least started, and he said, let's play MLB The Show instead. Uh, um, hey, we got a hit on Rookie, though, so that's we good. We did get a hit on Rookie mode, so we're just going to give it a go here from the living room today. Uh, right now, we're about halfway through this Montreal-Tampa regulation, and it is still tied at nothing. Um, so I guess... Let's start with this because we're already on the topic. Right now, Tampa Bay leading the series three games to one, buddy. What have you thought of the series so far? Uh, I thought it was as, you know, advertised. Tampa being uh, arguably the best team in the league. Uh, they've got the skill up front. They've got the toughness in the, on the back end, and they're so good in transition. Uh, and, oh, oops, they also have the best goalie in the league. So that's very convenient for Tampa. Uh, and their fans. So they're up three games to one. Montreal squeaked out a big win uh, in game four at home. Uh, and they are currently, you know, tied at zero, like you mentioned, uh, in game five. I would expect Tampa to close it out here. Um, but, hey, you never know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, my dad texted me today and asked me what I thought. And I said, I think Carey Price might have another one in him. Uh, so far, he's made 16 saves on 16 shots in this one. Uh, and they're probably going to need at least another 16 saves out of them. Is that one hit the post? Uh, this is probably no fun for people. Well, yeah. we know it's, it's fun, fun for me. We're watching. Wow. He's rang one off the post in uh, on the power play, which has been atrocious. They have not scored in their last seven power plays. Um, and tonight already 0 for 1, about to go 0 for 2. And yeah. it's just been, like you said, they, Tampa Bay just has the best everything, which makes it hard to compete with. Yeah, the podcast from here on out is just going to be Nick and I doing play-by-play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just go back, sync it up with 9.27 to go in the second period. Yeah. I'm sure you'll love doing that after you've already seen the game. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, you know, I posed this question to you earlier, but I'd love to hear a little bit more of an in-depth reaction to you. Uh, as we both have kind of written Montreal off of this series. But if they were to come back, obviously would be one of the greatest comeback stories of all time. Um, but is, is this Montreal team for real, buddy? Are they are they going to be contenders for, for the foreseeable future? You know, I think they are for real, but I don't think they're like for real in the way that we see Tampa as for real. And I know that the even the Avs have struggled, but I consider them for real. Um you know, teams with, with the talent and the ability to go far in the playoffs. I know maybe my avalanche uh, example wasn't the best one, but... Um, Thank you for bringing that yes, up. Yes, of I course. No, always happy to bring that up for you. Uh, I think Montreal will be in the playoffs. I, I would be surprised if they miss it the next couple of years. I really like their core of young talent. Uh, I mean, Nick Suzuki has just been absolutely outstanding. Obviously, Cole Caulfield. Uh, we could do a whole show on Cole. Uh, their, their team's great, man. Um, I would be surprised if they are contenders in the sense that they're in the third and fourth round often. I expect them to make the playoffs, probably get into the second round, and then that's probably about it. 
What if I told you that they right now and the first opening odds of next year's Stanley Cup are the eighth ranked team at 20 to 1 odds? Uh, I would not put money on Montreal to win the Stanley Cup next year. Uh, they're going back into the uh, Atlantic Division. They're going to play Boston again. They're going to play teams like Carolina. Uh, I don't think they're you know they're not going to be able to beat up. Should on... you just use Boston and Carolina in the same example? Wait, oh Carolina's in the East. What am I saying? Well, no, I'm just saying. Or you said you said Buffalo. No, I said Boston. No. I guess Buffalo I, popped I, into my I head. I didn't – yeah, not Carolina. Okay, that makes um, more sense. I thought you were trying to say that Buffalo was going to be good. No. Oh, God, okay. no. Okay. No, I think they're going to obviously be put into a tougher division next year, um, and I don't think that bodes well for them, obviously. So, no, I don't think they're, like, true contenders in the sense that they're going to win a cup in the next couple of years. I don't think that, uh, but I've been known to be incorrect, so – how far out would you say that they're, as I awkwardly just touched Buddy's hand? Uh, Not awkwardly. Hey. <laughs> uh, how many years do you think it takes for this young core that they have to become uh, a true Stanley Cup contender then? Remember, Price is 33 at this point, See, so he's only got a few years left in him. But, like, Nick, that's the hard part is you can't really put, you know, oh, two years until this team is going to win a Stanley Cup or something, right? Because – and, oh, and Tampa just scored. Uh, who is that? Ross Colton? Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful uh, play. one nothing Tampa. Um, you can't really put, like, a time frame, in my opinion, on this because hockey is such a such a strange sport in the sense that you, you truly need four lines. You need three deep pairing, and you need an elite goaltender to win in this league. And if Suzuki Caulfield uh, – I love the Spirit Cockney. I know he's been scratched the last few games. If that young core, Romanoff, uh, continues to grow and get better – yeah, they're going to be a really good team, but Shea Weber's going to be 95 years old. Carey Price is going to be, you know, walking with a cane. Like, the the players that are performing for them right now are also going to be that much older, that much less of – or, you know, not having that much of an impact. So it depends on the way that management takes this, right? That's right. What I think. So you just think – so you think that it's up to the management to go out and find those pieces that they're going to lose. Right in the amount of time that they're allotted by their young stars. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think this core is really going to hit its stride in a couple of years is what I would say. I wouldn't say anything less than, like, two or three. Uh, and, like, five or six, I think, is kind of a lot. But, like, you know, once they kind of hit that level, then you start building the team around it. Then you go out and you get your top four defensemen and a backup goalie for your run and some depth and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't. Again, I don't think Montreal is going to win a cup anytime soon. Uh, I hope they do. They've been awesome to watch in this playoffs, but and I love Shea Weber. I mean, again, a lot of their guys they're they're on the uh, wrong side of thirty, and the guys who are on the right side of thirty are going to be around for a while. Yeah, it's going to be an issue for them. Uh, but like I said, just giving you the odds, uh, or I wanted to at least give you the odds. I just lost it. But um, for next year, the starting odds are like I said, uh, Montreal's at twenty to one. The Avs. Once again, favored at five to one. Wow. We don't like that. No, no, I'm actually really surprised to see that. Um, they were not, you know, after after they blew out um, Vegas, I didn't think they had good games the rest of the series. No, they didn't. They didn't, and I think that was on them. As I don't think it was so much that they were outplayed by ta- by 
uh, Vegas, but yeah. as much as they just they beat themselves in that series, that they were just unable to get anything done. I think that's what overall doomed them. Yeah, and as soon as um, Jared Here we go, two-on-one. Oh, Three-on-one. And Cole Caulfield is there, and Anderson fumbles it, and then Caulfield misses. Oh, boy. Rough, uh, rough showing. Oh, that sucks. I was really hoping that that was going to be the one. Um... So yeah, the Avs at five to one. I keep closing it and then reopening it. Uh, Avs at five to one. Vegas at six to one. Tampa at seven to one. Those are the three. Obviously, they're three big horses yeah, that sure. you had this year. Same guys. I agree. Uh, and then the Carolina Hurricanes at eleven to one, followed by the Boston Bruins at fourteen to one. Okay, Boston, no chance, uh, in my opinion. They have no defense. They don't have defensemen. Boston has Charlie McAvoy, me and you, and Kemper. That's our. That's their defense. What's his name? Um, the guy. Tell me. Oh yeah. No, okay. Oh, point. No. Point me. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh. Moving on. <laughs> I, I actually really like Carolina there. If I was a betting man, which I sometimes am and I never win, uh, Carolina at eleven to one. Alex Nedeljkovic had an incredible regular season, and I've been saying for a while that this team is just a top tier goalie away from making some real noise in the playoffs. Uh, they have so much depth up front and you know enough on the back end to make a huge run keep pucks out of the net with Nadalkovich, they're going to win something here okay uh following up that you've got the toronto maple leafs at 14 to 1 mm. they can't make it out of the first round how are they mm. ranked higher than any of these other teams because they have austin matthews that's why it, he's not even the best born american player Cole Caulfield is, and I stand by that. Are we going to have that argument Toronto now? Twitter, I stand by that yeah, argument. they're going to come for you again. <laughs> no, Austin Matthews is the best American hockey player in the league right now. He is. Right now, he is. I think he's better than Patty Kane. Better than Kane right yeah. now? I think I, I would take I would take Austin Matthews many, many picks ahead of Patrick Kane. And I would take a lot of guys between them, too. Who is the greatest American-born player? Of all time? Yeah. Oh, it's probably Anders Lee. <laughs> All right, now let's do it. Oh, you want to do it for real this time? Spaces. Oh, okay. Uh, it's probably Madonna, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Okay, okay, so I would probably go Madonna and then, like, Keith Kachuk, maybe? Kachuk. And then and then Kane, kind of? Yeah, Kane. TJ Oshi? No. <laughs> yeah, if the game was just a shootout. <laughs> uh, no, it's Madonna and then... A and, big gap. Yeah, yeah. Madonna, then Brock Nelson. Um, <laughs> I think USA Hockey's got some stuff to look forward to in the next few years. They've got some yeah. young kids that, that I mean, uh, that are really going to make some noise here. So Adam I'm, Fox. Adam Fox, good. Oh, He's I'm so happy he won the Norris. I am. I, Adam Fox is awesome. Good for you. Oh, yeah. I'm dude. sorry. Did he have a point per game? No. No. Oh, weird. Interesting. Oh, was there only one defenseman in the entire league that had a point per game this year? Who was that? Oh, it was Kale McCarr. Oh, interesting. Huh. Uh, that's so strange. Huh. I don't know how he didn't win the Norris. Mm, weird. It's whatever. Oh, what, are you gonna, what are you going to do? Hey, Fox got his. McCarr will get the next nine. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't surprise me, actually. Yeah, I don't think so either. The fact yeah. that he came in ninth place his rookie season in Kale? Norris voting. But ninth? Ninth wow. in his rookie year. In Norris voting. Uh, uh, he's pretty good at the at the game. He is. He certainly is. So, a lot to look forward to there. But, keeping with the, where we were at, um, next up is the uh, Florida Panthers at 18-1. to 1. So, we're getting a little further Florida away. Florida Panthers. They have 
Bobrovsky rotting on their contract. They're going to be Yeah, they got to move that. They have to. They got to move that. They have to. Drieger um, was great for them this year. I think Drieger's gone. What? Yeah. Oh, Spencer Knight. Yes, I think, I think it's yeah. going to be Knight. And if they can't move Bobrovsky, then it's Knight and Bobrovsky. Uh, and I think Drieger, it, it's a good idea to, to try and move him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the start of this offseason. So. I think they're moving the wrong goalie, though. Mm-mm. Well, I don't think anybody's going to take oh, on that fair, contract fair. unless they're eating half of it. Well, and why you ha- would you, you eat have $5 million? Dollars? I think you have to. You think? Instead it's, of just it's, eating well, the whole thing? And it's either of... eat $5 million and then have $5 million to build around, or eat $10 million and have a bad goalie play hockey for you. As a backup. As a backup. I, I eat the five. I eat the five there. You know, if you think about it. Which we are. <laughs> which we're we're attempting to. Uh, if you have Spencer Knight on a league minimum contract, on an entry level contract where he's making sub one mil, right? And you've got let's just let's I, say I would a, kill you on the spot for sub one mil. Just letting you know. I'd I'd, I'd kill you just right me, now. Yeah, not even like, like I just think it's funny that we're like, oh, you know, if he's making a minimum contract, sub one mil, I would I would murder you in cold blood for eight hundred thousand dollars. Are you serious? How much? How much? Here is a question. Okay. How little would you murder me for? What is the um, ma- what is the minimum amount you would be like? That's too low. I, I think it has to be six figures. And, and that's it, dude. <laughs> You'd kill me for a hundred grand and not a penny less. A <laughs> hundred thousand dollars, and I'm just nothing. To yeah, you. you're just gone. That's it. Actually, that's oh, no. This is changing my whole no, opinion. No, hang on, hang on. Hundred thousand no, dollars, dude. You can that, make that's that an attainable a couple amount years. of money at some point. Yeah, I imagine. Normal people make that every day, every year. Must be nice. <laughs> and you're gonna kill me. You're gonna come. <laughs> you know what? Okay, no, you're it. right. Seven hundred thousand. I'll stop there. That's still too low, dude. <laughs> too low. Anyway, um. But if you've got if you've got Spencer Knight at league minimum of what Buddy would kill me for at eight hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and then you've got Bobrovsky at ten million, and you combine those for round it up to eleven million, and you divide it by two, you're only paying five and a half million per goal. Oh, that's an interesting. Then way all of a sudden, it. it doesn't look too bad. Or, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm not even gonna argue because no, I, this is it's a dumb it's a yeah. dumb argument, and there's yeah. no right answer there no, for no. for Florida. Um, I think. That Bobrovsky is bad, and maybe if you give up a lot of picks or talent or both, maybe you can get Seattle to get this whole thing off of your hands. Man, you you gotta give them you gotta give them everything though. Yeah, it'd have to be a right. big, it'd have to be a completely yeah. one sided trade oh, where yeah. it's it's Bobrovsky and a first and their top prospect and a th- and a plug and play player right now, oh. and maybe another couple of like mid-round picks after that. Yeah, it would be a package that Florida would never recover from, I think. Yeah, they would they would basically they would completely uh trash their their farm system. Yeah. They'd be stuck with the guys that they have right now oh, minus oh, and, and like they're definitely losing Emmy. They'd be definitely losing a roster player. They'd have to yeah, they have to lose a plug and play like somebody you can plug in right now yeah. and and no nobody it doesn't have to be like a great player, but you're talking like a third-line guy, like a Sam oh, Bennett or something like that. I um, think it might Okay, well, we can discuss trade rumors all day. Or, I'm just or, saying know, trade that somebody of that level. Oh, I think it would have to be even higher. I don't think it would be. What are you talking about? Like, but like, Happening Emmy? Jeez, oh, maybe. 
Owen Tippett, I really like. Okay. Yeah, okay. Somebody like that in that yeah, range. Yeah. And multiple picks and Bobrovsky yeah, for yeah. for basically nothing. For, I mean, it's going to yeah, have to be for, for nothing. nothing. Yeah. For nothing. Um, that's a tough situation for Florida. I don't know how you get out of that one. Really unfortunate. Uh, and then Montreal at 20 to 1, we already talked about. Uh, and then your New York Islanders next. So let's talk about both the Islanders' future and the Islanders' past. As ah, you were at the final game it was. at the Long Island Veterans Memorial Coliseum. I don't think I said that name correctly. Uh, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Close, close enough. Yeah. It was really close. Uh, insane. Insane playoff run that they had. Um, in my opinion, they lost the cup final because whoever got to play Montreal would have won. Not done yet. N- not done yet, but it's basically done yet not done yet uh, all right justin trudeau <laughs> um i was at game four uh where ryan pulak had the most insane play i've ever seen live it's now hanging on your wall it, it is i bought a picture of it and framed it it's freaking awesome <laughs> i mean i haven't been to an islander game since well before i moved to colorado it's been two years at least um so just to get back into that building for the last run uh, was so cool for me, and you know, I got to see it. I got to see Game Four with my friends, and then Game Six, the last one I went to with my dad. Uh, man, we thought it was over. I mean, the whole building thought it was over. They were getting outplayed, and and then finally they they stormed back. Matt Barzell, I think, might have had the best game of his career in Game Six. Uh, yeah. He every well. time he had the puck, he was making something happen. He was getting around guys and just creating offense that like he does. Yeah. Find Scott Mayfield for a beautiful goal. Uh, Everly had the first one. Uh, and then Bo on the turnover uh, forces a game seven. I mean, just so cool to see that barn rocking again, and especially for me to get there uh, in person was just just a, a memory I'll cherish, especially being at that last one. It was insane. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. Um, and so looking forward to the UBS arena. Oh, I can't wait. What are we expecting out of the Islanders at their 20-to-1 odds next season and beyond? Well, uh, if you think history repeats itself, it just might. Uh, when Barry Trotz joined the Washington Capitals organization, his first year they lost in the first round of the playoffs. His second and third years they lost in the conference final. And his fourth year they won the Stanley Cup. So Barry Trotz year one, they lose in the fir- uh, excuse me, they lose in the second round. So actually, no, because it, it matched, so I was wrong. Uh, Barry Trotz in his first year with Washington lost in the second round. Because they did the same thing with the Islanders in the first in his first year. I am butchering this. Just give him a break, folks. This yeah. is his first time Jeez. thinking. It's a while. It's been a while. Um, anyway, he's gone the same path. Um, so I'm not saying the Islanders are going to win the cup next year, uh, but I do like their chances. They've got uh, a couple of RFA's to to resign, and Adam Pellick is truly a, a top five defenseman in the league, in my opinion. Uh, watching him just dominate teams' top lines has just been such a treat. Uh, so we'll see what they can do. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be an interesting run for the Islanders. I'm excited to see what they're able to do uh, with the team that came just so close this year. Um, and obviously, they're if they're going to make it, they're going to once again somebody is going to have to go through this Tampa team, uh, which just seems it, it seems to get more and more impossible every day. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll be 36 million dollars above the cap next year. Oh, that would be fun. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that's, what the, that's what the Islanders should do. Just Sit Anders Lee, sit whoever else, Jordan Everly, sit a bunch of guys. It's so dumb. I, I hate this dude. I'm I'm I am not mad about it still. No. Okay. No, I'm fine. Okay, moving so on. Annoying. Okay, moving on before he cries. Uh okay, buddy, and here's the new one because all the teams that we just lit it listed are below twenty to one odds. Twenty to one odds or better. 
Uh, and this next one is interesting because they have a little bit of a problem on their hand as uh, star forward Kirill Kaprizov has said that he may not be back next season. Um, so with that, Minnesota at 22 to one odds, how are we feeling about that? Why would Kaprizov not want to come back? I don't know. It wouldn't be the first time that's happened to Minnesota. Don't yeah. forget about uh, Marion Gabrick back in the day who decided he wanted to go back to Russia and did for a little bit. Man. And here we go again with Kaprizov. That would be devastating to, to the Wild and their fans, man. He was absolutely electric. He He's one of these guys where he gets the puck and you sit up in your couch. You stand up uh, in the arena because you know he's going to do something special. Right. Uh, if they lose him, probably not even making the playoffs. I know they, they just re-signed Erickson Eck to eight years, and I like him as a as a nice defensive, you know, top six forward. Uh, but besides that, with, you know, with the Parise contract, I'm sure they're going to try and get out from under. Right. Uh, Ryan Suter, I don't know what his status is. I think he's got a few more years because he's also on a ridiculous deal. Correct. Uh, I don't love I don't love Minnesota's chances if you take away what is arguably their best player from last season. Yeah, and I think uh, without Kaprizov, it's kind of at a reset point for them. Uh, you've got aging talent in the guys that you yeah. just listed, and and guys already hitting their uh, their primes now. And guys like Matt Dumba, Jared Spurgeon, uh, Matt Zuccarello is probably a little over the hill at this point. Um, so I mean, if you can't get Kaprizov back, then there's no sense of going out and buying more talent, right? Yeah. I think you almost just have to blow it up and start over again. Yeah. Now, if they do get Kaprizov back, which I think, I personally think will happen. Me too. Although there's a lot of rumors about him going back to Russia and not wanting to play for Minnesota. I still think it will happen at some point. That could always just be him trying to make more money. Exactly. And I think that's probably what it is. Um, I think that that is a fantastic landing spot for Jack Eichel. Oh, really? They, need all, they, got, they have a great... A, a fantastic star-studded top top one winger and then you need a top line center and who better than the best one on the market right now wow that that's an interesting idea nick i i don't know if minnesota really has the pieces to make something like that happen no i don't think that they, that's I why i lean towards la and new york however la did just move a couple of picks for victor arvidson the other day yeah so I don't know if they'd still be in the Eichel race. I mean, now I'm sure they, you know, losing a second and a third doesn't mean you're out on Eichel, but uh, you never know. You don't know what you know direction they want to take. At least just the Kings to want to take their team in with Quentin Byfield, who they drafted last year, second overall. But uh, going back to Minnesota, if if they can keep Kaprizov, I think it's worth trying to compete. And that's weird saying that you know if, if you can keep one guy, it's it's life or death. But it really feels that way with Minnesota. Yeah, and like just like you said with Montreal, I think the division gets tougher next year as the Central Division gets Dallas back. Yeah. Uh, they get Nashville back, who will obviously be a contender or at least at least fight for a playoff spot at some point. Uh, They've got some guys to sign too. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of things that could change between now and then. But as of right now, you're going back into that division that's a little bit tougher. Winnipeg in it, um, yep. and then also you. I mean, you're the hard part is. Not so much what you're gaining in in teams, but what you're losing. You don't get to play against those three California teams that were so bad uh, this just, year. Just terrible. Just the Pacific Division is going to be one of the worst divisions hockey has ever seen next year. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Minnesota done, set, moving on. These are the twenty-five to one odds teams: Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Washington. Give me your thoughts. Um, Edmonton, I think, uh, is probably. 
put at pretty good odds. Uh, I, I can't disagree there too much. Uh, I'd like to see what they can do with their goaltending and their back end. I think that's always been an issue. Uh, they really struggled defensively, and obviously they're going to. They've been struggling defensively for decades. Yeah. Uh, but any team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can do something, so that's where they're getting the odds from. Yeah, I think putting them somewhere right up the middle seems about right. Yeah. With McDavid, you can never count them out, but they do have a lot of things that they have to figure oh, out. They've, they have a lot of things to figure out. Yeah. yeah. Almost the same situation uh, in Pittsburgh, where as long as you have Sidney Crosby, you can't count them out. Yeah. But – there's not a lot of talent around him. No, but Crosby's a guy that he doesn't need, you know, a Vladimir Tarasenko, and we'll get to him. Uh, oh, he yes. just requested a trade. Uh, or, you know, wingers that are, you know, going to elevate Crosby because you can't – can you elevate Crosby any more than he is already? Uh, I mean, he's skating around with Brian Rust and Jake Gensel, and I have a lot of respect for Gensel and Rust, but I don't know if Rust is a, a top-line winger on any other team. It's just he – and Crosby play well together. He, like they, they fit each other's styles. Um, but still, you know, you put Crosby in the middle, and you, that line is their productive top line. Uh, you've got Evgeny, Evgeny Malkin on the second line with uh, Jason Zucker, who I I really like that trade. I think it was, was it before COVID they made that yeah. trade? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, the boy, the time is is <laughs> time is weird. Correct. Um, I like Pittsburgh. I I wouldn't be shocked if they made the playoffs again. I would be shocked, however, if they lead the Metro Division because they 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 were at the top spot in that uh, Mass Mutual East Division. Ah so, yes, yes. I, As everyone knows, they are all sponsored. Please, NHL, one, one do away with the sponsorships of divisions. Hey, I'm just season. happy they're not putting ads on jerseys. Still, yes. I mean, I am. Too. That'll, that'll change one day. That'll yeah, change because it all comes down to the capital gain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the ones on the helmets, honestly, are not as bad as I thought no. they were going to be. No, some of them are pretty insignificant. Some of them are large. Some of them are big. I Speaking don't like... of the Penguins, their PPG yeah. one is huge. It's a bit distracting. I like what the Kings did. They didn't sell it to a uh, a company. They actually are – oh, what are they doing? It's like California Hope, and it's a, like a mental health um, advocacy group. Yeah. Uh, so just trying to like raise awareness. I think that's really that's cool. That's cool. That I didn't LA know that. that. Uh, I th- I also think LA might be the only team to have ads on their practice jerseys. Uh, they have a McDonald's logo. I did. Their, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I have yeah, noticed that. Actually. I don't know if anyone else does. I yeah, I can't think of any. So they're getting the money in their practice where no yeah. one sees. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Interesting. Less people at least. <laughs> yeah, um, just, just media. And then the third team of that list, the Washington Capitals, which once again one superstar surrounded Whoa. by maybe a little bit more talent in Washington. Just need to. Uh, yeah. Gets a, I mean, their goaltending. I, I talked about it on the solo pod that you didn't listen to while you were gone. Uh, Can't confirm or deny that. But their their goaltending, their their ability to produce goaltending and to develop it is just insane. So as long as they continue to do that, as they did with Grubauer, hopefully for Lamont, yep. they do that again with Vichek Vanacek, and they're well on their way to. Uh, to at least being cup contenders again. Yeah, and it's like you mentioned, it's the same thing with Crosby, any team with Alex Ovechkin now. However, Alex Ovechkin Don't doesn't even. have a contract. Don't even. Get doesn't out have of a contract. Here. They're going to write him a blank check and give it to him, is okay. what it's going to be. Close your eyes and picture this left wing, Alex Ovechkin, center, Matt Barzell, right wing, Vladimir Tarasenko. Okay. And then I turn my Xbox off <laughs> and I go to bed. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, I can dream, Nick. Yeah, that's uh, that's not going to happen. No. Ovechkin, I think if uh, – there's no way he doesn't re-sign in Washington. But even if he didn't, 
he goes back to Russia. That's the only thing I say as an option for him. Yeah, I think that's I don't right. think you see him in any other NHL jersey ever. I think that's fair. There, there aren't a whole lot of other connections around the league. The only one that I can think of, and I swear I'm not trying to be biased, is Barry Trotz. Uh, sure. Okay, fair enough. But besides that, yeah. I mean, listen, this is a dumb conversation. He's yeah. resigning in Washington. So. Yeah, exactly. And Washington will just give him whatever he wants, really. And uh, and that will be the end of that conversation. So moving on here, looking down the list a little bit further. We'll just kind of go through all the teams, I guess. Uh, the two teams at 28-1, to 1, the New York Rangers and the St. Louis Blues. So let's start with the Rangers because there's some news we want to get to after – Regarding the Tampa or the St. Louis Blues, I yeah. cannot get teams right today. Hey, I'm saying right. Tampa when I'm talking about Vegas. I said I'd kill you for a hundred thousand dollars, so. um, which I wouldn't. I've, I've, yeah, okay, I whatever. <laughs> you're only saying that because you're sitting in my apartment. Uh, who's to say? Um, <laughs> uh, Rangers at twenty to one, I think, is a little high. Twenty-eight. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a little high. Their core is still insanely young. Insanely young. They are. They are children. Yeah, uh, they're children, and uh, they're children, and are Timmy Panarin. It'll be interesting to see with the coaching change. Yes, uh, I do like that. That was a good. good are you a fan of that? Them. I am. Go ahead I'm, and speak about it. Uh, I like bringing in Dragoland. You bring in a guy with experience. I mean, they were relying on David Quinn, uh, who, and I will say, at the time of the hiring, I liked as well. I like when yep. teams go out of the general hockey pool. Uh, and I know they went back in and got Gerard Gallant uh, jumping into the deep end of that pool there. But um, I do like bringing in Gallant to really lead the way for this young core uh, to start to grow here because they, they need to. They've got Lafreniere and Capocaco, guys that they want to continue developing and turn into you know true top six, even top line wingers or forwards. And you think that Gallant can lead them there? I think that Gallant can lead them – to the playoffs is he the guy to win them a stanley cup at some point probably not um but you know that depends on much more than just the head coach so i said last week because i looked at his statistics um and what i was looking at is that he's had three year stints everywhere that he's been in the league um and all of them ended with one playoff appearance and then a firing early into the next season after a bad start that's what I see in New York. Again, I really? see one year, one good year, or one year next year they miss the playoffs again. Second year, they surprise everyone. They make the playoffs. They go get knocked in like the first or second round. And then in the third year, just a few games in, he gets fired a fourth time. Yeah, that's <laughs> happened three seasons in a row. That's happened three times in his career. Three oh, of oh, his three coaching okay. stints in his career have gotcha. gone like that. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you listened to the podcast last week, yeah, you would have well, not. Well, you know. Maybe uh, you could learn something by it. Yeah, maybe I should listen to the podcast. Um, no, I still like the hire. Uh, I, I think it was it was a good call. I mean, and even if I just like the hire because you're bringing in someone with actual NHL experience, um, I still think that he's going to do some good things for this Rangers team. Okay, so... We agree to disagree. Moving on, St. Louis Blues. Obviously, this list came out yesterday, yeah. and this would not include the the uh, official statement that just came out today that Vladimir Tarasenko has officially requested a trade away from the St. Louis Blues. Buddy, your thoughts? Uh, crazy. Uh, I am actually genuinely surprised that he wants out. Uh, I think they're always a contender, but I don't you think do? that they're. 
I think they're always a contender in the same way that I was talking about Montreal earlier. Like, I expect them to make the playoffs, but I don't really expect them to make a run the way that they did in 2019. Um, so I'm surprised that Tarasenko would want to leave because I don't think that they have a whole lot of talent up front that's, like, pushing him out the door. Not that I can right? think of. You could definitely tell when Kyrie he wasn't in like, there this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's had injuries and stuff too, and maybe he just wants a fresh start somewhere. Um, may, maybe he doesn't like the direction St. Louis is going, right? They got swept in the first round. They were <laughs> they were like legitimately out of every game they played. Yeah. You know was, what I mean? Well, it was a little unfair. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their forward group right now, and there's nobody. I mean – Barbashev, Blay, Bozak, Clifford Hoffman, right? Kostin, Cairo. You know, no one that's you know an emerging star in the NHL that's pushing him away. I, I, it, it has to be, you know, locker room. The fact that they're paying not... their goaltender a six by six million contract and he stinks. Oh, he does. He stink. fucking sucks, I hate, I hate dude. Him. He sucks. Um, I don't know. It's got to be like personal preference. He must be. He must not think that this team can compete. Uh, the way that I think St. Louis can, but you know, not in the way that I think they'll win a Stanley Cup. And yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it is for. Maybe it's like, well, you know, I don't want to be in a team that's going to sneak into the playoffs and uh, get bounced in the first round every year, sure. right? And he wants to win Stanley Cups. He's he's had a taste of it once, and he wants more. So uh, we'll see where he goes. We'll see what teams, uh, you know, are in the running for him. I think that would be an interesting thing to discuss. Is you know, where do we think Tarasenko could land? Obviously, it has to be a contender, uh, and it has to be someone who needs wingers. And it has to be approved by him because he has a full no-trade clause for the next two seasons. There's another fun thing to think about. So if we're going by your theory, which I think is a good theory that he wants to be on a team that can can contend, I think that you'd have to look at the teams that could, A, fit his $7.5 million cap hit, and B, have the ability to go the distance at this point. So right away, you can cross off teams like Vegas, Colorado, yep. Tampa Bay, yep. New York. I think unless they move Varlamov, unless they move Andrew Ladd, that five five and a half. They can move Andrew Ladd and uh, maybe like Everly's contract to Seattle or something, and then they free up eleven mil. Eleven mil in that? Yeah, because so I think Everly's got... making five and a half as well. Okay. Do they have any um, other bigger free agents to resign this offseason? Uh they have to give some money to Bo, Bo Anthony Bavillier. They have to give some money to Ilya Sorokin, who's probably gonna make a decent amount of coin. Which is why Varlamov becomes expendable. See, I don't know, as far as building a team, you need these two guys, right? Like Ilya Sorokin won them the first round against Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Varlamov led the way the rest of the uh, playoff run. So I don't like the idea of moving on from Simeon Varlamov, but going back to St. Louis, or at least, you know, where do we think Tarasenko could go? The island is an option. It is. Uh, will they do it? Do I want them to do it? Uh, I, do, I do want them to do it. Okay, looking at it, looking at their their cap friendly, Kyle Palmieri, Travis Zajac, Casey Zizekas are their three forwards that are UFAs, and then RFAs of Michael Delcall and Anthony Boavillier. Um, so Pavilier, you don't really have to worry about. Even if you have to go to an arbitrator, you can get a deal done there. Yeah. Um, and then on the back end, you're looking at Braden Colburn, Andy Green, and Adam Pellick. I would be – Colburn's gone. Uh, I think they re-signed Andy Green for like a year for $0. And, uh, oh, man, Adam Pellick's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, and then Andrew Ladd, he's got 4.375 mil left on his – uh, buried penalty of his cap buyout. 
as well as Thomas Hickey is still due one point three seven five dollars yeah. next year. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of dead money they have. They do have a lot of dead money, and uh, some of the dead money is even on the team and Leo Komarov. But uh, uh, <laughs> we already talked about the Islanders. Um, no, I, I like I like the idea of moving on from, or rather, of of acquiring Tarasenko from an Islander perspective. I don't like the idea from a St. Louis perspective, uh, only if the return is good. And in recent years, we've seen returns for star players be really, really bad. So, uh, you know, it depends on the uh, on the team that is looking for him, and it depends on you know the the trade that they approve or they agree on. Yeah, there's a lot of things that still could happen, and I'm trying to just get look at from the athletic of see where they're thinking he could land, um, which this article tells me nothing. So uh, they had Pittsburgh in there, and they had Washington. I mean, yeah, if they don't re-sign Ovechkin, that's a okay, but that's, <laughs> they're going to re-sign Ovechkin. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh, do they have the money for it? I don't know. Um, this is okay. Here's a list. This is Florida Panthers. I don't think that that's no, no possible. Uh, uh, it's just not possible. They're too cap stricken. Yeah. Um. That being said, okay, here we go. Tarasenko seven point five million dollar cap hit. However, it would be a tight squeeze. Florida has thirteen point one million dollars in projected cap space, with restricted free agents such as Anthony Duclair, Sam Bennett, and unrestricted free agent Alex Wenberg in need of new contracts. Three guys at 13 mil, unless you're going to move on from at least two out of the three of those, it's unlikely. It's no. just unlikely, and they don't have a lot in their pipeline uh, that I could see them moving I, out for. I don't see Florida, and I don't think I see the next team that you're going to read off either. Uh, I actually do think that the next one is a little bit of a possibility. It says the Los Angeles Kings. Give me your thoughts. Uh, that, that would yeah. – oh, yeah, sorry. That would, that would shock me. The Kings aren't a team that I see as trying to go for it. I don't think Tarasenko would approve that trade unless he considers, you know, what city he wants to live in. Exactly. Right? That seems to be a, a Russian factor, honestly, dude. Maybe. I mean, you look at guys like, like Ovechkin has played in a big market his whole career, uh, so he's never really had to worry about it. But Panarin, a few years ago, was yeah. really wanting to go to a city. What do you say that was on a body of water? Is that what he said? That is one something that he said. So between that, um, I mean, Varlamov went to New York. I don't think that was. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if that was, was playing, so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it could be it could be a factor if that's uh, oh, it was the same thing with Bobrovsky. I think he wanted to go to Florida. Yeah, right. I think it's a lifestyle yeah. thing for a lot of those. I mean. Nothing against the Russians, but that's what it's just a lifestyle thing for it seems like the Russian players that they want to live in a nice area. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, picture this, right? You're a guy who grows up in a different country and you come here and you play in St. Louis, Missouri for yeah. five years. You're probably like, yeah, I'm good, you know? Like, Absolutely. And I and I get it. And that's, that's you know, a, a bigger conversation about teams in, you know, certain parts of the country that uh, struggle to keep superstars because Columbus, they, Columbus is the – Biggest example because they the they want to play in the bright lights of uh, you know Manhattan or go down and, and enjoy life in Florida. There's plenty of different LA. reasons to want to live in sure. different places, but there are some teams in the NHL that have zero dis- that just have no appeal to players yeah. at all. Yeah. Columbus being number one on yeah. that list. I think um, Winnipeg's up there too. I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna put Winnipeg on yeah. there. I think the only thing holding Winnipeg together is a the crowd atmosphere, which is crazy. Yeah. And B, Canadian players love to play in Canada. Yeah. Uh, yeah anywhere in Canada, they'll play. I don't, I don't think it really matters to them. Um, so I think that's going to hold them together. But, I mean, there's there's plenty of cities that you can look at. I mean, 
Florida, I mean, the only thing the Panthers have going for them is being in Florida. Yeah. And Sunrise <laughs> is still 45 minutes outside of Miami. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not in the heart of Miami or, you know, Tampa's obviously in the city of Tampa. They're, yeah. I, I've been to a game, uh, a Panthers home game in Sunrise. It, the building's in, like, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cool building. It, it's fun to go to a hockey game wearing shorts and passing bomb trees on the way in. But, uh, yeah, you know, that it's because they have the nice weather and all that stuff. But uh, what were we talking about? Uh, Tarasenko's possible Kings destinations. So I no, I just don't see the Kings as a true option. I don't because if Tarasenko really wants to win, I don't think the Kings are going to win in the next couple of years. I guess it depends on how long Tarasenko is willing to be part of an organization and wait. Because right now they have fifteen point four million dollars in cap space, so plenty of room to absorb. LA is fifteen. Yeah, fifteen point wow. four. So they have plenty of room. No real major can you pull, free. Can you pull cap friendly? I can. I'll, I'll I'll waste some time here because I, I I'd like to see who they need to resign. Because uh, I know they obviously I mentioned it earlier they traded for Victor Arvidsson. I would be over the moon if they bring in Jack Eichel. That team would be so fun. Um, but they have Quinton Byfield, who's probably going to be in the NHL next year, and he's a center. Took him second overall, and they still have Anze Kopitar, exactly. who's just absolutely fantastic. And you no, know, you don't need to say much there. Dustin Brown had a great season, uh, where teams thought that they would be, or rather, insiders thought teams would be in on him, trying to trade him or trade for him for a playoff run. Um, but, you know, the Kings are a team that maybe maybe they are a Tarasenko and a couple other pieces away from getting back into the playoffs. Sure, I think so, because, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, and on their cap friendly, no UFAs this offseason, only RFAs, three forward RFAs, and that is it. You're looking at Andreas Anthonisiu, Trevor Moore, and Matt Luff. Wow, so they're really going to be – under the cap for they're gonna have a lot of room in cap space they're gonna make a move if they're They're, yeah i think they're gonna make a move for a player somewhere along the line you mentioned jack eichel that could be an option sure uh but i think tarasenko would be a real interesting option on the wing especially if he's willing to wait for like you said like byfield to come through uh as well as i mean alex turcott not too far behind yeah yeah so yeah and i love adrian campe and they've got another kid that i like there too uh i follow yep alex i follow he's great as well so there's a lot of uh there's a lot of things that could happen there you know what i started thinking no on la now i'm thinking yes dude i think think they they have the money for it yeah they bring in tarasenko they they're that much better i think it's a great landing spot yeah i'm interested to see how that how interesting uh, next one on this list is the Nashville Predators. Um, so you go ahead and give me your thoughts and I will pull up their cap friendly as well. Uh, oh, that looks like it hurt. Yeah. Who is that? Holy is that, shit. Uh, Anderson? Josh, yeah, Anderson. Josh Anderson just went flying right into, into the, the post. Yeah. Hope he's okay. Jeez. Oh boy. Uh, 16 minutes left in the third of game five. Tampa up one nothing. Um, Nashville. They just moved Arvidsson. I've said it like 25 times. Uh, so they do have a top six winger spot open. And they also have $22 million um, in cap space. Yes. And they got to resign some guys, though, don't they? I believe they do have some guys to resign. Yeah. So talk while I find out. Yes, I will. Um, yeah, okay. I, you know, Shut yeah, up go ahead. No. Stop talking now. <laughs> you, that guy laptop's fast. Faster than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they up front, you're looking at Brad Richardson, Mikel Granlin, and Eric Howla are three UFAs. As well as Eli Tolvanen and uh, Matthew Oliver uh, as RFAs. They'll definitely sign Tolvanen. Uh, I believe that's how it's pronounced. 
Tolvanian? Eli Tolvanian. 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 Okay. All right. It's Tolvanian. Sorry. Sorry. My I'll let him know how to pronounce his name. Um, Shut up. And what do they have on the back end? And on the back end, Eric Branson's a UFA. Ben, Har- ben Harper and Dante Fabro are RFAs. Okay. So they have guys to sign, but not in the way. Oh. And then no goaltending. Here's the Hang issue. on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're looking at a UFA in Pecorine and an RFA in UC Soros. Okay. Um, They're going to resign UC. I really like the way he plays. Uh, and they've Peck got. Peck is done, dude. They've got. Hang on. What? They have to pay. Kyle Turris has six years left in dead cat money that they're oh, paying him. Oh, no. Six years at $2 million each. That's tough, dude. God, Kyle Turris sucks. Did when he played. Um, yeah. Remember when they traded Sam Gerrard and a third for him and they gave it to the Avs? Jeez. So the Avs would give. Duchesne to Ottawa, and then they got <laughs> all those picks, including and Bo Byram. Everything, dude. Oh, everything. My, the greatest trade of all time, maybe. We, we could have a whole show on, you know, best The greatest trades, trades of all yeah, time. Yeah. I'd and love then we'll to do, do the worst trades of all time. Uh, I, Nashville is also an option. Clearly, they have the cap for it. A lot of, well, they might. They're, no, they're going to. What a, you said they're like 26 million 22. or something. 22. Okay, they re signed UC Saros for like 5 mil, 6 mil. And they're sitting at sixteen, seventeen. Don't okay. just sit here and guess guys. What guess guys cap? Yeah, Tolvin is probably going to make two mil. He didn't do too much. Okay, so you're looking at seven mil off the cap right sure. now. Sure. Uh, Eric Branson makes five dollars. Uh, <laughs> oh, like, like that's there, nice. Of there's you. not a guy who I think is going to eat up their cap on this team. Um, so Branson will probably make somewhere in the two, in the one and a half to two and a half million dollar range. Now remember, guess. Tarasenko chooses where he goes, right? True. Why, why would he point. go to Nashville? They don't have any top-line centers for him. Uh, who's he, he going to play with? Ryan Johansson? Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne needs a contract. Matt Duchesne's signed through 2025. Oh, I was looking at someone else. Sorry. Matt Duchesne is signed for the next five years. They should so. move on from Matt Duchesne. <laughs> <laughs> they sh- Holy shit. Wait, 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 Matthew Shane's making $8 million until 2026. Yep, yep. Next five seasons, he'll make $8 million each year. He's 30. I'm glad you did your research. My research is reading cap friendly on your laptop right now. This is bad. Yeah. If Derek goes to Nashville, stupid. also making eight. Yeah, it's going to be a problem there. I don't think that's a good landing spot for him either. So far, I'm all in on the Kings. I can't believe it. So am I. Next, they have the Devils. No. Which I was going to no, say no to. We could to. move on from that. I don't know. They have no a projected $37.5 in cap. Okay. That's a but lot of they, money, they, dude. That's half the cap. Jack Hughes is continuing to Not evolve really. into a, an incredible. Yeah, it is. Uh, into just like this really, really talented forward. And obviously here he is. But he could be he could be top 10 in the league. He has the potential for that, in my opinion. Um but besides that, there are no guys that are jumping out at me. Like I like the way Pavel Zaka plays. Um, who's the captain now? Nico Heischer. I like him a lot too. But like, this isn't a team that I think is ready to compete in the next seven years. Yeah, I don't think so either. Especially with how eh, maybe they are. seven years. Not they're not ready to compete in the next like four years is what I'll say. They're loaded up uh, in draft picks this year too. I think it's a bad idea for them to go and spend that money now. They already are looking at. Um, they have. The first and second from the Islanders, yeah. uh, as well as an extra fifth 
from the Buffalo Sabres and an extra seventh from the Arizona Coyotes. Um, no, if if New Jersey stays the course, they're going to be really happy with the turnout. They got a guy, Mike McLeod. I believe Mike's his first name. I know McLeod's Mike his last McLeod, name. he's an RFA this yeah. season. Yep. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's going to be a difference maker for that team, uh, and they'll definitely sign him. Yeah, him, uh, Nick Merkley. Uh, I'm just going to list guys that are Ty actually Ty Smith matter. had a good season. Ryan Murray uh, is another guy that needs a contract. Former second uh, overall pick there, Ryan Murray. And then they have to figure out what to do with Aaron Dell if they want to stick with Mackenzie Blackwood. And they Scott should. Wedgwood, or if they want to keep Dell around. Oh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I like Mackenzie Blackwood. Yeah, I, well, I guess They're Blackwood's better good. than no, the other two. Blackwood's good. Blackwood's, Blackwood's better than the like. other two, but he's not great. Well, I mean, look at his defense in front of him. P.K. Suban, he's a ESPN analyst. <laughs> That's a great uh, point. Like, what are you doing? Um, no. Damien, Damon Severson, Will Butcher, uh, Ty Smith, and then Ryan Murray and Jonas Siegenthaler yeah. is also on You there. know, this isn't a team like Buffalo where there's no hope, in my opinion. This team certainly has hope, and I really like the way uh, their core is being built. Because obviously it's not done. They've got plenty of picks left. Um, so I'm excited just as a hockey fan to see what New Jersey does. Uh, Tarasenko, not a chance. There's no way he's going there. They're not going to compete. Fair enough. Okay, I agree. Uh, and then the last one on this list is the New York Rangers, $23.8 million uh, in projected cap space, and they will get probably more money than that in cap space if they choose to buy out Mr. D'Angelo. Yes. Which I don't think anybody else in the league is going to touch. Right no, now. Prob- probably see. not. Can't see unless but I'm not, I'm not counting it out, though. There could be a team that's like, oh, maybe he's, you know – not a piece of garbage, but I'm afraid he is. <laughs> um, so the Rangers on Tarasenko would be really interesting. They have assets to trade, too. They, they do have assets to trade, but they, I really think they'd be stupid to move on from them. Um, I think I, I love Mika Zibanejad as a top-line center, but I don't think he's one of the top ten in the league. Uh, I think playing oh, – well, he doesn't play with Panarin um, – Oh, boy. No, because if, if they're moving on from a guy like Lafreniere or Kako and – I don't know if you'd trade one of those guys. I think you'd, you'd be looking more picks and like Vitaly Kravtsov or maybe somewhere on the in the guys that are already in their – Ryan Lindgren, uh, guys in their system, I, not I, so much. I do like the connection there to Panarin. I know the two of them are friends. The um, Russian connection continues. Yes. Oh, it's um, well, if you remember, before Panarin got in the league, Tarasenko was telling St. Louis to draft this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Chicago did, and you know, won the Calder over Connor McDavid. Um, I, I like I like the destination for Tarasenko. I think the Rangers are closer to competing than L.A. and New Jersey are. Um, so I like that destination for him, but I don't think it would be wise for the Rangers to do that. Uh, I just think there's too much that they have to figure out very soon that would I, – I think Tarasenko is really going to strap them. Uh, maybe not this year, but, I mean, if you offer him eight mil over eight years or whatever, maybe more, um, doesn't matter. If you offer him an annual average value of uh, – or an annual – Yeah, a- annual a- 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 AAV, annual average value. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who my brain works. Yeah, what do you mean? Uh, if, if we look at that over eight years, you're going into contracts for because of Vanishad, Ryan Strom, Vitaly Kravtsov's Capu Kakao. He's, he's, he's an RFA next season. It's Capu Kakao. Um, Adam Fox is an RFA next season. 
Uh, Can you pronounce that guy's name again? Kapu Kakao. Oh, I, I love the way you say that. How do you say Kapu Kakao? Kapo Kako. Kapo Kako? Kapo. 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 Kapu. Say Kapo. Kapo. Kako. Kako. Kapo. Kapo. Kako. Kako. Kapu Kako. Wait. Kapu Kako. Now you got me saying Kapu. Kapu Kako. What the hell is this guy's name? Kapo. Pretty sure it's Kapu Kako. That's Kapu Kako. Kapu I hope no one listens to this. CalicoCut.com. CalicoCut.com. Did you give? Read this note. Yeah, and then, I mean, Igor Shosturkin, he's RFA this year. What, dude? I don't know. Uh,. I like I like the Rangers for a landing spot for Tarasenko. I don't Shut up. I don't think it's the best one. I no longer respect your opinion. We gotta move on and we gotta get this done fast. We're coming up on an hour. Yeah, Kapu we got Kaka. like half the teams left. We barely got through anything. All right, thirty-three to one. Stars. Do you want to go through all these teams? Kinda. Let's rapid fire. Okay, stars. What about them? Thirty-three to one odds. Give me your give me your thoughts on them down uh, the line. Future going forward. Miro Heiskanen needs a major contract. Gonna yeah. get somewhere between Makar and Shab- Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah. They'll they'll have uh, Tyler Sagan back, who I like. Yep. Uh, they are. Oh, who's their freaking goalie? Who's their good goalie? They've got and, a young goalie. Uh, um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Jake Ottinger. Uh, Jake Ottinger. Yes, yes. Uh, at thirty-three to one or whatever it was, I wouldn't put money on them. Uh, but they probably make the playoffs. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, Philadelphia Flyers. Snake. Oh boy, they are. They Carter are Hart not off good. here though. He's going to be better next year. Yes, he uh, will be back. Carter Hart's going to bounce back. I don't think that defense is going to bounce back as much. Obviously, Ivan Provorov is awesome. Uh, but the rest of that decor, you know, they were really high on him, and I don't think they played too well last year. I like Shane Gaston Spears, though. No, geez. Shane Gaston Spears doesn't have it, man. Union boy. Okay, that's cool. But still, he doesn't have it. I met him at a pizza place one Did day. you? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I guess you and Shane are now friends. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I have, yeah, to, yeah, I have to be there for my friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. Um, no, dude. I'm not too big on the Flyers. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they made the playoffs. But I would be shocked if they get out of the first round. So. Okay. Jumping up a little bit. 40 to 1 odds on these next couple teams. Predators already talked about it. Yeah, Don't need to go good. there. Uh, but 40 to 1, that's pretty far out. And the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, boy. I'm, they're going to need something out of uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. I, don't, I didn't think he was good there at all this year. No, um, he's got to be better. He, he needs to be much better. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Connor is one of my favorite players in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I think he is still so underrated as like just like a pure goal scorer, offensive machine i love kyle connor uh i really love hellbuck I, I, is a perennial hellbuck is hellbuck. every year he's yeah. gonna be up for the vest yeah. he's so good uh i think they need a couple more on the back end and, and you know we could say that about a lot of teams they need uh defensemen who are good at hockey and they don't have a whole lot of them get players that are good at hockey win games yes the buddy peck philosophy it's easy if it were me i would win every single regular season game and then sweep my way to a cup i think <laughs> it's very easy Just i don't think... lose i think <laughs> Oh, God. I think that this next one is too – they're giving, being given too much credit. The Calgary Flames. Oh, way too much credit. Clean yeah. 50 to 1 odds. Oh, my goodness. Cleaning house this year. Yeah, have to be, yeah. right? Kachuk is gone. Yeah, Matthew Kachuk's gone. Goudreau is gone. You think Goudreau's gone? I, I wouldn't be surprised if Kachuk's gone. I would be surprised if Goudreau's gone. Monaghan. Uh, man, he's been so, like, just a hair above average for a while now, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, not what you want out of a top. I want to say 10 pick. Could even be a little higher. Um, clean house, yeah. I, I'm not high on, on you know, a, a core of aging players with a couple of young guys sprinkled in there. 
Okay. Uh, I agree. I think that they're probably they should be a lot lower. Uh, also at fifty one, they have the Chicago Blackhawks and the Vancouver Canucks. Vancouver took a big step back this year. Yeah. Uh, Quinn well, Hughes was not good. They also had like one of the worst COVID outbreaks yeah, of any okay. team. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, where you could you could factor that in, but yeah, Vancouver, I think you have to. I think Quinn. Hughes Same with took, Philly. Yeah. Quinn Hughes took a huge step backwards. Yeah. I think he really. Uh, he lost out on some money that he should have been earning this offseason. I think that he, of the guys that we were talking about earlier, we're talking about Heiskanen, uh, Fox, McCarr, yeah, that um, group, Quinn Hughes. They're all going to be. They're all defensemen. They're all the same age ish, and they're all due contracts between this year and next year. I think Quinn Hughes really lost out on some money by his season that he had this year. Yeah, and you know when they have contract negotiations, they'll mention the COVID outbreak and they'll say how. Right. It, it, it screws people up, man. Absolutely so. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to me uh, to see him make a lot of money because he frankly deserves it. I think he's an outstanding defenseman. Um, Vancouver, I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Uh, another year of Thatcher Demko, who should own the crease for them. I know he was yeah, kind of splitting he time. Paid. He just got paid. But yeah. Yep. So I'm excited to see how he plays and how this team plays in front of him. Yep, that's one of the interesting contracts contracts to how they're going to perform this year that yeah. I'm going to be watching. Uh, next up, Ottawa Senators, 66-1 to 1 odds. That's pretty kind for them, actually. I I they, they, they were actually they were surprisingly they good were this decent. year. I, I like Drake were, Batherson. Yeah. Uh, Josh Norris was good for them. Tim Stutzla, how do you not? Tim Stutzla is outstanding. I yeah. love that guy. Say his name again? <laughs> I had it right. Tim, Tim Stutzla. Tim Stutzla? Tim Stut- Stutzla. All right. All right. Cap, what did you say? Capo Capo or something Capu, weird? Capu 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 Yeah. Uh, it's right. You know, we're, we're going through the, the odds as if Ottawa's going to win the Stanley Cup. They're certainly year, not. We're just not. talking about futures at yeah. this point. We're at 66 to 1 odds. I, I think that's a, a bit kind to Ottawa, in my opinion. I mean, their core is, is similar to the Rangers. They're all literal children. Yeah, so very, very young. I, I mean... I think for them, they just have to continue to stay the course. Yeah. Not make any big moves and just let your kids develop. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see New Jersey do that. Yep. Same exact idea. Uh, the Kings at 70 to 1. We already talked about that. The Kings at 70 to 1? Yeah. Are you kidding me? You think that's good? I think that's too low. I think that's too low? Yeah. The, they're gonna be, you, you we just Ott- talked about how they're going to be banking on guys like without without Tarasenko. I know. You're, they're going to be banking on Ugh. on. Uh, Alex Turcotte and, and Quentin Byfield. Okay, but they the still, guys who've never played in the NHL. But they still have Anze Kopitar and Dustin Brown. And, uh, Anze Kopitar's taking up $10 million of the cap space. Okay, so good at hockey, though. These are Stanley Cup plus. odds. Okay. I'm just saying I'm surprised that Ottawa has better odds to win the Stanley Cup than L.A. Okay. That's all I'm saying. And, and, and listen, I'm, I'm picking at straws here. I don't think they'd be much higher than if they're at 70 to 1 and Ottawa's at 66, I think LA could be at like 60 and I'd be like, yeah, that's fine. Fair enough. But just to be under Ottawa is why I'm surprised. Okay. Uh, no, LA is not going to make the playoffs next year unless they do something crazy and bring in Tarasenko yeah. and Eichel and, you know. Well, I don't know. Here's the, here's the thing about that. They dude, could do it. Is you look at the Pacific Division, Vegas wins the division. Easily. Done deal. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, other than that, who else? Oh, probably making, Seattle. I mean, Edmonton. Edmonton's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, Edmonton's going to be in. And then after that, Vancouver? you're looking, you got Vancouver, Calgary, uh, L.A. Yeah. San Jose. And it's a, I mean, I think it's already a foregone conclusion that there's only three teams coming out of the Pacific. I think all, all both the – Oh, right, uh, right. I'm sorry, wild, the wild card teams will be 
from the Central Division. Yeah. So there'll only be three teams coming out of the Pacific. Oh, so with that being said, there's only one of those other teams is going to get in. Who knows? Maybe it could be LA. It could be. It could be. I think it's not that crazy to think. Could be Seattle. Um, could be Seattle. It could. Uh, moving on, uh, seventy-five to one, Arizona Coyotes. Boy, not uh, a whole lot to go off of there. If, they don't have a lot of young talent. If I'm Arizona, well, first of all, I wouldn't cheat like they did. Um, <laughs> I would also uh, just do a full rebuild and you know build around the the few talent that you have. Jacob Chikrin is so good. Chikrin's great. Yep. Had a fantastic regular season. And uh, uh, I uh, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Um, I think he's good. He's good. Sure, he's a good hockey player. Sure. The odds. Fine. That's the end of the conversation. I, I have nothing to say about the Arizona Coyotes. All right. This is the last one before we get to the remaining teams that are all at 100 to 1. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. Which, yeah. once again, they have some good young guys. They don't have any goalies, nothing. though. They don't have any goalies. They just signed, they paid Martin Jones a good amount of money a couple okay. of years and ago. He's and not good, though. I, that's not what I'm saying. I'm yeah, just saying yeah, they yeah, yeah. spent their money at goaltending right. on a not good guy. Yeah. No, I, I'm not impressed by Martin Jones. Uh, I still think. That the group up front, and they have some good defensemen on the back end. I like the San Jose team. I don't like them enough to make the playoffs or even, you know, like get near the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, you never know in a weak Pacific division. Like, L- L.A. or San Jose could sneak in, and I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. Uh, I would lean towards L.A. a little more than San Jose, actually. Okay. And then the last teams, we'll just run through them. We'll save them to talk about another time when we're talking about how to – Get out of the dumpster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anaheim, not a whole lot to go off of there. Oh, not a uh, lot of guys. Mm, I will say Jamie Drysdale and who was the other guy? Uh, Troy Terry. No, uh, Troy Terry too, but there was someone else. Uh, Trevor Zegers. Trevor Zegers, yeah. Another great. They American are going to be in such good hands. Soon. Yeah. I like I like Trevor Zegers for the American team. Yeah. Um, the Buffalo Sabers. Oh God. Sell it. They have they have to move sell out. Sell the team. Uh, they have to move on from Michael. They have to. Yep, it's just it's going to be. I think Ristolainen could be gone this offseason. Yeah, he's he's depending been on who, down every who wants year. to pay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I still like Casey Middlestat. I'm going to die on the Casey Middlestat hill. You surprised me with how good he's been. I really hated I, him in the draft. I but. like Casey. I like his hands. All right. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, 100 to one. Don't really not a lot to go <laughs> off of there. Guys yeah. just trying to leave every yeah. second that it, they can. Line is just buying his time till he gets out of there. I, yeah. Uh, Nothing to say on Columbus. Not here. really. Detroit got some good young guys. Yeah, uh, I like Zadina. And I, I love Zadina. Who was the defenseman that they took uh, early and it made waves? It's like, uh, oh my god, what is his name? I think they took him like third overall uh, defenseman out of maybe Germany. Um, oh my god, his name is escaping my brain, Nick. Please help. I'm trying right uh, now. Did no, he, he played this. No, year? no, he didn't play this year. Oh my. Uh, it's an M. Sa- Moritz Cider. Moritz Cider. Cider. Yes, how he is I pull that out? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I didn't get that because I knew that. Yeah, he's gonna be like a shutdown guy in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's gonna be very good as well. I, they, again, Detroit. They, you know, a couple of these teams that have good cores that are just you know trying to learn and and develop into NHL stars. And yeah. I think Detroit is, is a team that in a couple of years could really get back into the playoffs and make some waves. Tons of questions, obviously, and that's easier said for me in 10 seconds than done in a couple of years for the management and the players. But, <laughs> uh, you never know with, with a team like Detroit, and I, I think Dylan Larkin is a star in this league. And, and it's, I just, think... it's just a shame that he's 
you know, he's got no talent in Detroit, and, and, you know, the team struggles every single game to do anything. They could benefit from a new coaching style. Uh, they could benefit from yeah. a lot well, of Well, they did new... just hire Alex Tangay as an assistant coach, so. That's, a little, that's a little weird. Love that. Do you? Uh, that's a little well, weird. don't love it. I like it. Um, but also, in great hands in Steve Eiserman. Steve Eiserman keeps getting it done. He made that another deal this year for Mantha. Oh, that that deal was absolutely of a deal, and he built this entire team that we're watching seven and a half minutes away from winning their back-to-back Stanley Cup. Yeah, so yeah. they're in good hands in Stevie Y, I think. They just have to get there. Yeah. That's the next part. You can, exactly. You can do what, everything you can in the draft and the free agency and in trades, but got you got to put them on the ice now. Yep. So. Uh, then there's two teams left. Uh, the uh, New Jersey Devils, who we already talked about, so we don't need to go into any further depth on that. And then the fun one. The Seattle Kraken, one hundred to one with no uh, players. I don't think Seattle will be like Vegas. I don't think they even make the playoffs um, because I, I think a lot of teams learned from maybe their mistakes. I agree. Right. I mean, think about all the players that Vegas even has now that came from that draft, uh, that expansion draft yeah. with Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall. So the Panthers said, "Here, Bill. please take them." That's crazy yeah. to me. Yeah. Wild Bill, forty goal season. I mean. I think a lot of teams are going to learn from their mistakes. I think a lot of teams are going to try and use Seattle as a way to get cap out from under them. Yep, because um, with a flat cap now, yeah. for the next for the next probably three to five years, you're looking at a flat cap. Right. And the only team that's going to have a major, major amount of cap room yeah. is Seattle. They're going to be able to take on all those bad contracts for a good amount, of, a healthy amount of prospects, yeah. which are yeah. going to have to go with it. And honestly, that's a great way to build an expansion team. I know Vegas is really – they've mortgaged basically all of their future to build a team that's winning now. And Well, that's because they were so good when they right, really didn't expect right. to be. They had all those guys have career years, and it just yeah, it worked out it just for worked them. out. Yeah. I don't think the same thing happens in Seattle. But what I do like is taking on these garbage contracts and getting With these prospects. young players and prospects and picks. And be good you're, you're going to really yeah. like expedite the rebuild process, but you're still going to do it the right way. And you're building your core around these young draft picks, and you're not, you know, taking <laughs> the way Vegas is doing it is a little crazy to me. How they're just kind of like plucking everybody from different teams. Well, I guess that's the point of an expansion draft. Uh, but I, I think, I think what Seattle is doing is going to build a stronger team for longer than what Vegas is doing. I agree, and, and I think like, it'll like take longer the for them to year, get there. Fifteen year long run. Yeah. yeah, people are going to like them more too because yeah. their their fan base is not. It's going to be a very bad team for the first few years. It will be. Um, it will be. But they're going to have a lot of good young picks. Yep. Uh, and one or two of them, I'm sure, is going to be, you know, one of these elite guys. Yep. And they're they're going to show, you know, how it's really done, and that's what at least the way I that hope, it's supposed to. I be hope better. Seattle does that. I agree. Yeah. All right, we've talked about every team in the NHL. They're they're bringing the Stanley Cup to the ice because there's just over five minutes to go in this one. Any final thoughts before we hop off before the raising of the cup? Potentially, I'm going to say it to try and yeah, jinx it. Yeah, uh, eighteen million dollars. Uh, this Stanley Cup has the world's biggest asterisk on it, in my opinion. It yeah. does. And you know, I, I'm going to take back what I said, and I don't know if I said it on the podcast. Maybe no, it was you said on it on Twitter. Twitter though. I mentioned it on the podcast. Oh, you did. <laughs> They don't deserve an asterisk from the COVID bubble. They don't. Uh, they absolutely do this year. Absolutely. They absolutely do. Last 18 year, million, Nick. Are you kidding me? Last year, they kidding did nothing. Me? There was nothing they could do about that. Yeah. Uh, every team was put into the same boat. This year, 
much much different they much cheated. different they yeah they uh, well, cheated they I, I, like to, I like to say they cheated, but technically it's within the rules. They the rule needs to be fixed. They cheated. If, In my opinion, if you can't play a game in the regular season, you should not be allowed to play in the playoffs. But, and I know you're going to jump in on, like, the rookie thing. Like, I like how Kale McCarr's first game was against Calgary in, like, round two or something, yeah, maybe. Yeah. One thing is that the Avs were still under the cap even with McCarr coming oh, in. Oh, they were? Yeah. So then maybe that's how you fix it. Right? Maybe you say... I think... Okay, go ahead. You go ahead and tell okay. me your, your thoughts. Maybe you say, if you didn't play a game in the NHL, you can't come off LTIR or, or a game in the regular season. You can't come off LTIR and play in the playoffs unless you coming off LTIR keeps you below the salary cap. Okay. That's or, what I'm thinking. what I'm thinking is they go the football direction, what the NFL does, which if you get placed on the injury reserve list, you don't count against the cap. But you're ineligible to play. Well, in the NFL this year, if you were put onto the IR, you were eligible to come back in eight weeks. Usually if you're put onto the IR, you're not allowed to return that season. So it's either you have it count against your cap and hold on to it, or you put you take oh. them off the cap, but they're not allowed to play for oh, the rest I like of the that. season. So basically they're thinking, oh, no, Kucherov is going to be out for a majority of the year, but he'll IR. come back at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, if, if it was like that, put they would have had to either A – Played eight million dollars less. Your way makes more sense. It does. It, it does. does. It, it yeah. just it makes sense. But here's the problem: is that the players like it in this scenario because they still get paid when they're injured. Right. The owners like it because they get the money back when the players aren't. The only people that don't like it are the fans, and nobody gives a shit. Yep, nobody gives a shit. So, so. Uh, final thoughts: Montreal had a great run. Uh, they're going to be talking about this run for a long time in Canada and in Montreal specifically. Uh, so good on them. Um, fuck Tampa, dude. <laughs> fuck Tampa, dude. Fuck Tampa, and we will end it on that. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ATB the Pod. Yep. That's ATB T H E P O D. Buddy, Kapu Kaku. Uh, at Buddy Peck, and you are at Schmitty nine nine nine. Yeah, so follow are very easy names to find. Yep. So go ahead and give those a follow, like, and subscribe on the podcast on Spotify, uh, and feel free to leave us a comment if you don't like it. So, other than that, have a good evening, and uh, well, I guess next time we have a show, no matter how this goes. We'll have some off-season stuff for you. Oh, I can't wait. We'll get into best trades, worst trades. I like that idea. We will. Uh, we'll break down every team in much more detail than just looking at their cap friendly for five seconds. Yes. Uh, maybe I'll do some research. That seems unlikely. Correct. All right. We'll catch you.